Hello, everyone, and welcome to On the Bright Side. For those of you who are new here, hello. I'm your host, Caroline Susco, and I'm so excited that you're here joining me. And guys, can you hear I'm a little clearer today? I found this new studio at my college, and it's the coolest podcasting place ever, and there's so much tech for it. And oh my gosh, I'm so excited for it. So episodes are about to get that much better. But I hope you all are doing well and I hope you all are ready for this episode because it's going to be a good one. We're going to get deep. I mean, I bet you guys know by the title already, but today we're talking about routine and, you know, what helps me to get into one and the tips I have for you guys when you're not in one and how we can get into one so we can feel good, live our best lives and do that and so much more. So before we even get started, I have been holding off recording this episode for one reason and one reason only, exhaustion. (laughs) I just got back from a weekend conference in Indiana for my sorority, but I conferenced for a total of, get ready, 25 hours. So Friday, it was 5 to 10. Saturday, it was 9 a.m. to 9.45 p.m. And Sunday was 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. And the meetings were awesome. I got to meet so many girls and it was so rewarding. But let me tell you, it was so exhausting. So I've been trying to catch up on my sleep and go to bed early so I can get back into my normal routine because I have been taking way more naps than usual. But it's funny because every time I have a plan of recording, I get to the point in the day and I'm like, all right, let's do this. And then I'm like, I could just fall over and fall asleep right now. And I don't want to record when I'm like half motivated. Like I want to record when I'm 100% in. And thank gosh I waited till recording because one of my classes this year, we have to do some podcasting stuff. And I got introduced to this secret room at my school. And I love being in here because in other episodes, you've probably heard the girls in the background. Because again, I live in a sorority house. There's 36 of us. So it's a lot going on and it can be hard to find quiet sometimes to get sitting down to record. There's this one episode I completely recorded in my car and brought all my software and tech and all that to my car and hooked it up through that. But I'm so glad I have this room for you guys because this episode is going to be a good one. And what better way to start off this episode with a good clear mic? So here we are ready to go. But time out, guys. I know you're all wondering. I need to give you guys the update with how the Indiana trip went. Because guys, guess what? I did it. I did it. I'm so proud of myself because, oh my gosh, if you told me a year ago I was going to Indiana for this trip, I would have been like, hell no. Even if you told me like four months ago, I'm like, no. So thank you guys for helping me get there. So it's time to give you guys a rundown of the Indiana weekend starting from the top. So my friends and I left for the sorority conference Friday morning, like up at 4 a.m. on the plane at 8. But you already know with four girls, 4 turns into 4.30 and 4.30 turns into 5. So we weren't actually out until like (laughs) 5.15. And it was so funny because one of my friends we were picking up did not wake up, not one of her alarms. She set maybe six alarms. Guys, I don't know how people do that. I have my alarm on the dial of one and I like jump right up when I hear the alarm go off. But she slept through all them and I'm calling her. I'm like, hello, like, hello, like we got to go girl. And she answers and she's like, oh, and she gets ready in 10 minutes. I don't know how she did that, but she was like, I'm up. And she sprinted out and got everything together in literally three minutes. And if that's not a girl boss power move, I don't know what it is. She literally was in the car ready to go in minutes. So then we're ready to go on the way to the airport and 
you know, anxiety hasn't hit me yet. And I'm like, yes, I love when anxiety doesn't hit me. I'm like, just slay so much easier. So we're going, we're going, listening to music. We're so excited. And we sit, we get Duncan, get ready to go on the plane. We sit down, get ready for takeoff. And there it goes. Hits the snap of a second. My anxiety just skyrockets. All of a sudden, my legs start shaking. I'm like, my heart's beating. Like I'm, I'm like freaking out. Not like freaking out like a panic attack yet, but like, guys, I'm freaking out. <laughs> and thank gosh my friend was with me. She also has anxiety. So like us together, we just know how to do it. But so I'm like, I don't like... I couldn't even put a finger on why I was anxious. I, w- I don't know if it was flying or going to Indiana or whatever, but I was anxious. And this was my first time flying without family. So I like was like full, like, what do I do? And I was like, well, I'm in the air right now. I need a distraction. And usually when I think of a distraction, I would call anyone from home. Anyone from home is my go-to call in a second. Because they just have seen me for so long in so many different stages of my life going through anxiety and getting over it and the parts to it that like get me going. So they just know how to keep me in check. And I was like, all right, well, I'm in the air. I don't know what to do. So I was like, you know what? Let me go listen to music. Let me try to listen to Morgan Wallen. I love country. So let me just try to distract myself, look out the window. And then I completely realized that I didn't download any music before getting into the air on Spotify. So I was like... Well, uh oh. And all of a sudden, I get texts on my phone. I'm like, what the? What? Like, I am in the air. Like, this has never happened before. Guys, I tell you, never once in my life, I've tried to connect to this Wi Fi in every single plane. I have never been able to receive a text. And guys, this was like a sign that I was just going to be okay. All of a sudden, I get texts from my friends. Like, oh my gosh, have so much fun. Like, I miss you already. Like, yada, 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 from my hometown friends. And I was like, that was my sign. I was immediately like, thank you, God. This is my sign that I'm going to be okay and I'm going to be safe because now guess what I can do? I can text my mom. I can text my dad. I can text my friends on this plane ride and I can be okay. And even without them, I was going to be okay. But that was just like my little reassurance saying, take a deep breath. You're surrounded by support. You're going to be okay. And the second I got in touch with my best friend from home, it was literally like, the biggest exhale ever and when I exhaled so much of the anxiety just like flew right out of me like it was a weight off my shoulders like now I understand that meeting (sighs) I breathed out like that and it felt so good just to be like okay I'm okay you got this so then after that I lost wi-fi and the rest of the trip it was me coping it was me saying I'm gonna be okay and you know it was me taking baby steps and that was really good for me I had a little help but it was me working in that right direction so then we kept going on with the trip we went to headquarters for the sorority and this was girls from every akio chapter in the nation so i got to meet so many girls and it was so much fun and they just had a passion for sorority like i do so it was a super refreshing experience to walk into because we could all share that and it was like really empowering and let me tell you by the end of that trip i was like live love breathe sorority it, it changed my experience like it sounds so crazy but it changed my experience getting to know all these girls and hearing their stories and talking with them and understanding them amazing so we conferenced for three days and got to meet them got to know them but because they were girls from all over the nation we had super southern girls and I said to my friend I was like is this what Bama Rush must feel like because we were up so so early every day putting on fancy clothes 
doing our hair, clipping our hair back, putting our makeup on, and then talking to sisters all day. And there were so many of us, like 700 plus girls total from all over the nation, AKO. I literally got a glimpse into Bama Rush, guys. Like, I swear that's what it felt like to be in Bama Rush. And I swear we were talking with so many Southern girls that I swear by the end of the trip, y'all came into my language. Like, it was like the word thought to me that I literally left saying, y'all in my sentence. It's like, bye y'all, see y'all later, love y'all so much. So I got my little Southern accent for a few days. But honestly, being there, you don't realize because, again, we were from all over the nation, how different accents work. I'm told so many times I have an accent and I would never think that in my life. And some of you, like my friends from home, you're probably like, Caroline, what? I get told I have an accent like once every other week, like a New York like accent. I say my letters hard, which I get, I get-ish. But, you know, like when we were there, we were, I would say like elementary or something and they would stop. They'd be like, what? It's elementary. Or this was a big one. If you say, can I have that for dinner? I say it for, a lot of people say for and like, and I don't say aunt, but it was just those little things there. And you didn't, you don't realize until you're like together and girls from literally every state. So being there is just funny because I didn't think I talked different and everyone's like, oh my gosh, your accent. Like someone telling me I have an accent. I just thought that was so funny. And, you know, with my anxiety, you would think like, oh, this was probably really hard the whole weekend, like talking to all these girls. And that's how I thought I was going to be. But the second I met so many of these girls, I felt so comfortable with them. And I swear, I was hysterically laughing with some of the girls and talking to them so much within like an hour. And by the end, we were all giving hugs, like exchanging Snapchats and Instagram. We're like, oh my gosh, we have to see you soon. We have to do something with your chapter soon. Honestly, now that I think about it, that's probably what it feels like going on a influencer trip because you don't you don't know that like a lot of the people you go on with you've never met them like you've met them through social media and like yes you talk but it's so different in person so but you share that common love for something so I I've always been like oh my gosh that must be so awkward the first night but like after going to something like this I was like oh my gosh that's probably the most fun thing ever because you have that common shared passion so now in the future I'm ready to go on a content trip I'm ready to do it So I'm definitely so glad I went and got over this fear. I mean, not over, but, you know, I dipped my foot in the water and was like, you know, I can do this. We can all do this. The only thing stopping any of us from achieving our biggest goals is us. So what I realized is, you know, we can't let our words overpower our brain. I saw this thing on TikTok and it was like 85% of your brain is pure lies. <laughs> and that sounds so bad, but it's just our brain making up situations in our head that we then go along with. So moral of the story, don't let your mind scare you out of doing something you know you're capable of. You know what you can do. You know that you can get over your fears. You know that you can live your best life and be your best self. And it all starts with you. And Again, major shout out to you guys because when you guys send me your progress, it makes me want to get out of my comfort zone more. And I, because I know we can do it together more and more. So push yourself to be your best self. Push your friends to be their best selves. Push everyone around you to be their best selves. Because when everyone's around you being their best self, you want to be your best self and you're going to do that. So my grateful of today is definitely getting to go on that trip and pushing myself to do it and you guys helping me to get on that trip. And Two, for you guys in this community we've built where we hold each other accountable of all the greatness we are capable of and we don't settle for less and we push ourselves to be the best human beings we can be. But now you know me, everything relates to something in some way. So 
Today, we're going to use this trip to talk about the power of a routine and, you know, what to do when you're not in a routine to make yourself feel okay. Because I know so many of us love a good routine, but sometimes we're forced to get put into a new routine or sometimes to be our best selves, we have to change our routine and make a new one. And that can be hard. That feeling in between of being like, this is scary, this doesn't feel good, is hard to navigate. And I get that. So today, we're going to go through it. We're going to unpack it. We're going to unpack my days recently of a lot of different change. And then we're going to talk about how we can fix that. So we don't fear that feeling of fear when something new comes up. And when we do, we can learn to accept it and not go into a fight or flight mode, you know? So let's get into it. Let's start here. So these past few weeks in my life has consisted of so much change and routine and getting out of routine and getting into one. Which, if any of you have anxiety, you understand that can be hard. It can be very hard. It can be sticky. You can feel so nervous, but we have to know we're going to be okay. So my past few weeks first started with me heading back to college for another semester, spring junior year. Wow. And then the one weekend I had to, or I got to travel to Indiana for a conference for my sorority and then had to come back and get into my routine for school and start the spring semester, which are all such fun things that I'm so lucky to have. But with my anxiety, if there's, I said anxiety really weird there, (laughs) but with my anxiety, if there's anything that's not crystal clear of what the plan is, I get stressed out. I get anxious real fast because for so long, my brain has quickly just hit right to what if, what if this happens? Well, what if this happens? What if I get sick? What if my mom doesn't answer? What if my dad doesn't answer? What if something really goes wrong while I'm away? And my brain just starts to spiral. And if you've ever had a thought like this, it's called an intrusive thought. I learned that from my old therapist. And intrusive thoughts are very, very hard because you can't pick those problems apart. Never try to pick those problems apart. For about a year, I thought I was going stir crazy because I picked every one of these problems apart and with intrusive thoughts if you pick up this thought and start picking away at it it's like a piece of yarn so say you're going to knit I don't know and you pick up the piece of yarn to start doing it it's attached to a whole ball of yarn and it just starts unraveling 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 and it's never ending so I had to try my best to work with this change and not pick apart these intrusive thoughts and it was really really hard because you know every minute it was something a TikTok could remind me of it an Instagram post could remind me of it so many things just triggered them off and I had to learn that I couldn't pick through them so throwing off with that piece of advice Throwing off? I I guess I just made that word up. I have no idea. (laughs) Don't pick their intrusive thoughts. I promise you, if you just let them go or accept them in your head, you know they're not true, but if you just pretend to accept them, it just tricks your brain. And you're like, okay. And then your brain just shoots them away. They don't happen. They don't appear anymore. So that's what I had to do when I had to deal with all this change in a matter of a week. So let me paint the picture. I live in New York. I go to school in New Hampshire. You guys know that. But just in case we got some new listeners, giving them a little life update. So I drove up to New Hampshire from New York and had two days before classes start. And I had to get in my zone. I had to make sure, you know, I could, I know I could, but you know, like just getting there. 
So I came back. I was a little nervous. I'll admit it. You know, some people are like, yeah, I love college. No one ever talks about how nervous they are. You know, it could be my junior year and I'm not super nervous, but there is still a little pit in my stomach going back because it's different. It's something new. So if you feel like you're going back to college and you're a little nervous, you are not the only one. No one just talks about it. And here I am. I'm going to talk about it. So I had to get into a little routine. So going back to school, the first night I got there, so it was like two. So by the time I unpacked and did everything, it was time to eat dinner. So I ate dinner and then we were expecting a snowstorm. So me and my friends, I hadn't seen them in a month because they live up in New England. So we all went hot tubbing. We had a super fun night and it was all snowing. So it was so pretty. Um, like all the snow coming down, it was, we were getting ready for this huge storm. Like it was supposed to be negative 16 degrees the following week. By the way, it was negative 16, but not that night. And so we were doing that and I had to, I was going to stay home that night because, you know, I wasn't feeling my best, but I was like, Caroline, you're not going to sit with your intrusive thoughts. You're not going to let your thoughts win. This is your best friend's last spring semester as a senior. So you have to show up for them. You have to take these memories with them. You have to have these memories and do everything you can while you can with them. And that sounds deep, but you know, college only lasts so long. So do everything you can while you can have those fun core memories. So we went to the hot tub at first. My friends were like, Caroline, are you good? And I was like, yeah, I'm totally fine. And I was, it was just, you know, a second for me to be like, okay, I'm fine. You know? And so we hot tub, had so much fun. And then the next day I woke up and it was literally an amazing start to spring semester. We got snowed in. And again, I wasn't going to go out. I was going to stay inside, watch a movie. Because guys, if you know me, I don't love going out. I do once in a while, but not always. But we lost power. We lost heat. So I was like, you know what? I guess today's snarting day. So a snarty, for those of you who do not know, is a snow party outside during the day. So everyone from New Hampshire came over to this one house. We were partying. Not everyone from New Hampshire. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) So a lot of my friends, we went to this one house and then there were people sledding. And oh my gosh, it was so much fun. But that was definitely a great start to spring semester. And it was something I needed. It was like just, I was like, you know, this is going to be a fun semester. And it was just like, that point showing it. And I'm so glad I went. So the next day I get back to school. And so the first week of college, if any of you aren't in college, it's silly week. So that's syllabus week. And you basically just go over syllabus for the whole week. So it's relatively an easy week. So I woke up, went to my classes and I was like, okay, perfect. Getting back into the zone, starting this new routine. And one of my teachers, she was like, this is going to be a relatively easy class. Like, don't worry. And I was like, you know what? Perfect. Because I have a lot going on right now. I have class, which is obviously my number one priority, but I have this podcast going on, which I love. And then I'm on my sorority exec board. So I have that to follow too, which I also love. And it's just so many different passions trying to fit all into a day. And so I was like, perfect. And that you know by the end of the week that silly week was not so silly it was actually anything but silly second day of class I get back to this class where my this teacher was like yeah it's gonna be relatively easy within three minutes she goes so this week we're gonna do a five page single space paper in analysis and I was like hello like whatever happened to hello how are you like my name is that tiktok that's exactly what I thought of we hadn't even learned anything yet. 
And then basically she was like, yep, we're going to do these once a week, 500 or five single space pages about a new topic. And I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, I got so stressed out. And now that I'm a few weeks into school as I'm recording this, I'm actually so glad that that's how it's worked out because for the longest time I'm, I've no till now, I haven't been the greatest at essays yet. I haven't, I haven't fully hit my greatest goals with essays. Please, as you can see, I can't speak. Imagine my essays. Good night. And so now, so when I used to get an essay signed, I would freak out. They would be like four pages, double spaced. And it would take me such a long time and I would freak out that I would have to do this paper because it felt like a big burden on me because it gave me anxiety. I have no idea why. And well, I know why, but now that I have to write these single space five page papers every week, I write a four page double space and it's like goes by so much quicker for me and it's changed my mindset to be like, oh, okay, like Caroline, you've wrote this, you can write this. And, you know, although it's a lot of work every week, I know that I can write it. I know I can do it and I'm getting pushed myself because my teacher knows that we're all capable of doing that. So that's how I wanted to look at it. So got back to school. It was a very busy first week. And then Wednesday night, my friends and I, we decided to go to a basketball game. They were playing my town from home, the town over from my home. So Albany. So it's like 40 minutes. And I love watching basketball. I've always loved watching basketball. Basketball and hockey are my sports. And not too, too many people go to the basketball games. And I was like to my two friends, guys, let's go. Like, it'll be really fun. And so we go. And mind you, New York and New Hampshire are four hours away. So I know one kid on the team from Albany playing, not like know him well, but like know of him. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool to be watching. And then we're halfway through the game and I noticed this ref and I was like, that ref looks super familiar. But I was like, and I was like, you know what? That kind of looks like my second grade teacher, but I was like, you know what? That would be really weird. Like we're four hours away. Like what are the odds? And then me and my friend go on a walk during halftime and there is my second grade teacher coaching <laughs> refing the baseball or bet oh my gosh refing the basketball game I was like what so that was like another little sign so I talked to him for a while actually I talked to him for 10 seconds what am I saying <laughs> but um he probably had no idea who I was either I was just so excited to see him I was like oh my gosh and he was like hey um but I feel like that was my little sign saying you know you got a piece of home with you you're gonna be okay no you guys call me crazy but freshman year when I was like I so badly want to transfer, but I'm scared it's not going to be the right choice. So I was like, you know what? Like, universe, God, please give me a sign. And so weird. Listen, you might get chills a little, actually. No, you won't. But um, I was going to my friend's house and she lives further out. So it's not um, a place I'm super, super familiar with at the time. And I go to her road and GPS is putting it in. And right before it is called Saratoga Road. And that is still where my campus is. And again, hello, I live in Saratoga Springs. I was like, that's just showing like this is my piece of home away from home. And what are the odds that a street is called Saratoga Street? Like Saratoga, what? So I swear to God, I get so many signs when I need them and they come at the exact perfect timing every time it's crazy how the world works in signs and all of that anyways so then I get going with my routine it's a few days in and then Friday morning I'm off to Indiana with three other girls in my sorority 
to go meet 750 sisters from around the nation at our headquarters and conference with them and talk about our sororities and you know all that and it was so much fun because again such a big passion so the girls and I were like okay let's meet for 5 30 to get on the flights like we'll drive down to Boston and get ready for our flight I was like yes let's go like Indiana slay okay guys time out I need to say something else besides slay someone give me a new word it is I can't say it anymore but it's just like off the tongue anyways so we get going to Indiana and I'm nervous because again, it's out of my routine and now it's not even just my college routine that it's like a brand new routine conferencing. And this is a whole new sorority position that I've just gotten elected. So I'm like, oh my goodness. And I get on the plane. I'm nervous. I told you guys before I was freaking out, but we get there and I meet all those girls again, just like I said before, amazing girls, amazing experience. And the girls I was with, I was close with, but I wasn't like best friend close. So by the end of the trip, we were like attached at the hip and now we're like always texting on a group chat or whatever, but I'm so happy I got to go. And on the trip, we went to Sugar Factory. I don't know if you guys have ever been. It's like those drinks with dry ice and they like blow. I feel like it's it's just like you go for the aesthetic and you go for the drinks, but we wanted to go to have a fun time. We definitely did. And yeah, so during that, it was hard to get out of my routine and I had to use some coping methods to say, hey, I'm okay. Because, you know, when you're going into a new routine, it's not about the actual destination you're usually scared of. You're just scared about the change and the what ifs. And honestly, I don't know if you guys have realized this, but personally for me, I get anxious when I start feeling the feeling of fear because I'm like, oh, something's wrong. And like I could be perfectly fine sitting in bed and I get like a nervous stomach and then there goes my heart start pumping. Then here I go freaking out and nothing was wrong to begin with. I just have that feeling of like, oh no, something's wrong. And when you have that feeling of, oh no, something's wrong, your body starts to go to fight or flight. And I wanted to make this podcast episode because, you know, you always hear people saying routine is so good for you, get into a routine. And yes, I think so many people love a good routine. I definitely do. I love thriving and being busy off a good routine. But what happens when you have to change that routine? What happens when you're trying to be your best self, but there's change in the way and you know you have to step on that sticky situation of change to grow and change that routine. And during getting into that routine, it feels sticky because you're like, what do I do with myself? What do I do when I don't know what to do right now? I'm in a new place. I'm with new people, like with anything new, like with starting a new job, with going to college, with anything like that. So I was like, okay, you're going to probably feel this at this point, Caroline. So here's what you're going to do. And here's ways you can avoid feeling like that. So today I've come up with a couple different ways that have worked for me. We're going to talk more about what to do when you get to go through change, but you're worried about having that worry fear. Because at the end of the day, we all know we can do it. We're all, we all know we're capable of it. Sometimes we're just scared of that feeling in our stomach that something's wrong. So my first piece of advice is when you wake up the day that change is happening, do not, do not, I sound like a coach right now, like do not, life coach, life coach energy right now, but do not go on your phone the very first thing you do. Please like go stand up, go eat breakfast, go do something. And now you may be like, Kellen, well, I love my phone and I have to look at all the notifications I've just missed. Yes, guys, I think like that too, but don't do it first. And let me tell you why. So in the morning when you wake up, your cortisol levels are super high. And that's when is an optimum time. That is a time that so many of us get anxiety. And that's why, because we've just been sleeping. And when we wake up, our cortisol levels are really high. 
Thank you, Google, for that one. Anyways, so if we get up and start our day and get distracted, we don't realize our anxiety is high sometimes. We don't realize that because we're so distracted with ourselves. We're so distracted going to the gym, eating breakfast, doing something else besides being on our phone. When we're on our phone, we sit in bed and this is what happens. All right. You go through TikTok, scroll, scroll, scroll. You see the new stuff? Perfect. You go through Instagram, scroll, 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 see the new stuff and so on. And then you don't know what to do with your phone. And then you start getting that nervous pit in your stomach because you're like, oh crap, today is the day where this change starts and my routine is different. And then you start looking up at the ceiling and then before you know it there you go your foot's tapping and then your stomach's like dropping and you feel your heart beating and when you hear feel your heart beating you can fully feel it when you're laying down in your bed but when you're like up moving around if you're at the gym you don't really notice it but when you're laying down you can feel it and when you start feeling that and hearing that you're like, oh no, something's wrong because it's that fear response. I mean, that's how I am at least. And again, if this isn't the way you think, that's okay. This is just how I think. So anyways, wake up, go eat breakfast, fuel your body. Go for a walk, go reward your body. Go on a walk, for a walk, on the walk, oh my gosh, same thing. But you know, just look at things besides your phone. There's so many wonderful, amazing, beautiful pieces of life out here that you know we neglect that we forget because we're so busy twiddling our thumbs on our phone and don't get me wrong I am one of those people I am such a screenager screenager I'm not even a teenager but I am an adult but um you know we get so interested on our phones that we let our phones take over but I promise you if you put your phone away just for the first hour and let yourself determine the day and how it's gonna go and you start distraction from early morning you will feel so much better. I promise you, promise you, promise you. I remember freshman year, I had to do that because I would wake up and get on my phone and I would see all the Snapchat memories of people having so much fun. And then I was like, crap, I don't feel good because I'm not having as much fun. And then I just started spiraling, 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 spiraling. And then I'd look up at my ceiling and there would go my stomach and I'd get all stressed out and anxious. And then I'd be in a panic attack. And before you know it, I'm throwing up in a bush at freshman year dorm college (laughs) but don't go on your phone that's the first one second one is try your best this is weird this is a weird one visual yourself visualize yourself going through the thing that makes you scared so for me for I hate getting sick I get very nervous about it so when I go away places I'm like oh my gosh well what if I get sick what am I gonna do so just say I'm going to Jamaica and I think, think, think in my head, here's the worst that could happen. I go to Jamaica and I get food poisoning. I get food poisoning. And now I imagine myself being like, uh, sick, thrown up. But now I imagine, all right, that's the, that's the worst that could happen. That's my fear. That's the worst thing that could happen. Now, if I am sick, I have, I've taken my care of myself before. I know for situations like this, I'm going to get better If for some reason it did get super bad, I would fly home. My parents would fly out, you know, like, or I would stay in bed for one day and regroup. And, you know, that would be the worst thing that could happen. And once you kind of realize that, okay, that's your biggest fear and you're putting it out there, it doesn't seem as scary anymore because you're taking control of that fear and you're confronting it head on. So then you think, what's the best that could happen on that vacation? I could meet new friends. I could have the best memories ever. I could get a super good tan. I could live a dream vacation that I'm so lucky to go on. You know, you have to think of it like that. And once you take the fear out of the fear itself, you're like, oh, 
it's not that bad. I'm going to be okay. And that's another thing I like to do that's always helped me. And just being able to reframe your brain to be like, I'm so lucky I have these opportunities. I'm so lucky I get to do this because here's how I like to think of it. Anyone could be given this opportunity in the world. Any one of the 7.5 billion, million, jillion people out there could be given this opportunity. But you specifically were given this opportunity for a reason. And if you are given that opportunity for a reason, you know there's going to be a life lesson in it. There's going to be something that's going to come from it and that you know you can get through it. You were given, you're going to that place, you were given this opportunity for a reason. Take it and grow with it and see that growth that comes from taking this experience head on. All right, next, the best thing that you can do is find a routine in anything because, you know, routine is just doing something multiple times. You can do something multiple times no matter if it's a two-day routine, no matter if it's a one-hour routine. You can make a routine out of everything and just say you're like, well, I don't have much to do in a day with this routine or just say like, well, I don't know what to do so I don't really have a routine. You can go on a walk. You can go watch TV. You can make that a part of a routine. You can be like, all right, so the first hour I'm going to watch TV. The second hour I'm going to go eat lunch. The third hour I'm going to go on a hot girl walk. You know, you can make anything into a routine and you know you're safe. You know you're going to be okay. It's just sticky change right now. It's sticky change getting into a new routine. And, you know, again, going back to this opportunity thing, you were given this opportunity for a reason. Take it and grow with it because you want to further yourself as much as you can in this world. And you don't want to look back on life and be like, oh, I wish I did that. I really wish I did that. And let me tell you, there's so many things I look back on where I'm like, oh, I really wish I might. There were so many vacations that I could have went on but didn't because I was so nervous that I was going to get sick or that something was going to go wrong. And now I don't have those memories anymore, which is fine because, you know, it takes some of those saying no's to realize that this is, it's how I realized I needed to grow. But from someone who lived like that, please, please, please do everything you can to push yourself and take advantage of every opportunity you have. I'll say a million times, you only live once. And if I could go back and change that, I would in a heartbeat. We don't grow in the comfort of our same everyday routine. And we know that these routines don't last forever. And that to make our best selves and be our best selves and live our best lives, it takes change. And you know, change is sticky. But you know what's even more stickier and harder? It's looking back on your life and realizing that you didn't live your best life because you let change get in front of you, that you didn't want to deal with change, so you never changed. You can live your life in fear, waiting for the fear, but that's what you're going to look back on and remember. You're going to remember being fearful and all the events you were too scared to do. You want to remember all the things you did do, all the things you accomplished, all those opportunities. I said to my mom the other day, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to go home. I'm having a hard time. Like my stomach's in a pit. And she was like, well, Caroline, I want to go back and I want to go back to college. Those were the best years of my life. So embrace everything there. And instead of looking at it like, oh my gosh, like today's a hard day. I don't feel good. Look at it like all the opportunities you have and switch your mindset. I swear on days where I'm having a hard time, my mom reminds me how to look on the bright side and remember that you're going to be okay, that you're going to get there. There's hard days, there's good days and everything in between. But at the end of the day, you're going to get there. If you push yourself, you're going to get there and you're going to do what you put your mind to. And when you look back on your life and you see that you did a change and switch that routine to give it your all, to try a new job, to do a new hobby, even if it's just a little switch up, you did it and be proud of yourself for switching that up in your routine. And, you know, 
my best piece of advice for you is that when you're in a new, when you're in a normal routine, so like right now I'm in college, I it really just looks like me going to school, me going to meetings for sorority events, me hanging out with friends. That's that's basically what it looks like. And I'm in this routine every day for the next couple months. Try to change your routine up, even if it's just a little. Try to go somewhere else during the day or try not to eat lunch at the same time or I don't know. Just try to get out of that routine because you're going to realize that you're okay if your routine switches a little. It's just, it's just you control how you feel. You control the situation. You control the routine. And I'll be honest, there was a point in my life where I was so rigid with my routines that if I didn't do it, so like, for example, I was so on to the nine hours and 20 minutes of sleep with my anxiety that if I didn't get nine hours and 20 minutes of sleep and it was off for my routine, I would throw up because my anxiety got the best of me. And I was living like, I can't even explain. The life I was living was horrible. It was exhausting and it would it took up so much time because I let all that anxiety take up so much time because I didn't want to get out of the routine because I knew down to the T what this routine looked like and what in, this entailed for me if I kept doing this routine. And from experience, that's no way to live. It was, it was horrible living like that. And I'm lucky I ha- got the help I needed to get out of a mindset like that. But I'm telling you, looking back now and having that experience, don't make a routine always. Don't fall down to a routine. Keep being past a routine. Keep changing your routine. Keep trying new things and keep being embracing change because embracing change is one of the best things we can do to be our best selves. So what I'm challenging us all to do is make and embrace a routine that's a happy medium. Don't make it too rigid where you have to follow these lines and make sure you get everything done in a day in a routine and don't be scared when it's time to change this routine I promise you take baby steps and you'll be okay we'll all be okay a routine doesn't have to be perfect a routine doesn't have to be nothing it's a happy medium so you know that's where I'm gonna end it today there's I could go on and on about routine and change but I'm already pretty deep in and I feel like we've hit the basics So I really thought it was super special how I ended with an affirmation last time. Um, I know you guys really like that. So let's do it again. So let's do, I am smart. I am successful. I am healthy. Now let's say it one more time all together and really mean it. Look at yourself in your camera or your mirror and tell yourself that right now. Do it with me. I am successful. I am smart and I am healthy. And remember, you are all of that and so much more. So believe it and tell yourself that every day. And with that, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And in the meantime, before we hit the next episode, make sure you're following On the Bright Side Pod 2Ds on Instagram to hear the latest updates and give you hints on which guests are taking the mic next with me. And until next time, remember to stay looking on the bright side and I promise you it'll serve you really well. Love you guys. Bye.